Welcome back, everybody. This is Hypo, an ISA podcast where we talk about the industry's favorite topic, millennials. Hi, I'm Allison, Director of Marketing and Communications for ISA. I'm also a millennial, and I'm here to dive into the industry and showcase the voices of high potential young leaders who are killing it and making a career within the channel. On today's episode, we're talking all about how millennials are making it work from home. You've heard it a million different ways, but it usually goes, how are you doing during these uncertain times? But what does well actually look like when it comes to a work from home setting? From the office to the housing market, millennials are constantly being labeled as the generation that has to adapt to fit the environment they're put in. And I wanted to know what this situation looked like for my millennial friends. So I reached out to a few of my industry pals for some answers. The responses I got back were insightful, entertaining, and truly honest. The first thing I wanted to ask was simple. When it came to work from home, what did their office setup look like? How were they structuring their day? And what if any interruptions seemed to be popping up? My friend Rachel Larson, an operations SLP from Stanley Black & Decker, said that she and the majority of her colleagues are working from home, and those without any roots tied to the area have gone back to be with their families. Her setup is at the kitchen table with a 32-inch TV as her second monitor. She offered to send me a picture, and I happily accepted. My friend Alex Ruggles is a director of customer service at Martin Supply, and he told me that Martin moved as many people as possible into a work-from-home role when everything went down. Those who are home took as much of their desk setup as they needed, so both monitors, their computer tower, and any other cables and accessories. Their setups can vary pretty widely based on where people's router is, so they've got people working at kitchen tables, desks, and at least one in his bedroom. They've maintained the same hours that they usually run in an effort to maintain some sort of normalcy, and their desk phones are set up to forward to their cell phones, which I think is pretty ingenious. For those with kids at home, everyone knows that there's going to be a time when they're going to need to step away, times to break up a fight, make a PB&J, help with homework. That's life in this new normal. And as long as they're getting their job done and making sure that the customer is taken care of, it hasn't proven to be too great of a challenge, especially since everyone's in this together. A third friend I reached out to, Karen Gillen, is a QSSP and the distribution sales supervisor for 3M on the personal safety division. He told me that most of them at 3M are working from home, either in a home office or a makeshift assembly composed of a kitchen counter, a few stacked books uh, to keep that second monitor up. This is sounding familiar, isn't it? And he's no stranger to working from home, but due to the time and circumstances, he's had to adjust. The structure of his day has had to change, and he's started to incorporate small things like morning walks or a midday workout into his routine to keep his mind from going stale. While he used to meal prep for the week, he's found that nothing was more boring than turning around to the microwave for his lunch. So he now buys a bunch of fresh ingredients on the weekends, and he's started making lunch fresh every day. I do something very similar. It's a nice break from work and something to look forward to every day. Plus, he's getting very good at making an avocado club sandwich. Millennials have this reputation for being tech savvy. So I was curious to know if the transition to a virtual space has been easy or hard for any of my friends. 
as being with it when it comes to Zoom, Google Hangouts, Teams, allowed them to shine on a conference call? Alex said that the transition to virtual work was handled pretty easy by the younger crowd at Martin. No one in the millennial slash Gen Z range needed any help with getting their computer broken down and then reset up. Although, to be fair, everyone got up and running relatively quickly. Rachel mentioned that virtual meetings have become the new normal, coupled with, you know, random family noises and visuals from almost each attendee. Children talking, dogs barking, cats jumping in front of the camera, etc., This is the new norm, and it's sparked a genuine conversation between herself and colleagues to check in on their mental health and offer support if needed, which has truly strengthened her friendships in the workplace. She's always happy to help colleagues with any technical issues or questions, which has expanded her network, and it's even, you know, gone beyond the technical questions. Her team has allowed her to lead their lunch and learn sessions, where they're reviewing Excel techniques, internal systems navigation, and sharing beneficial data analysis. Curran said that his transition was very easy, but he knows that this has not been the case for everyone. However, at 3M, they're always incorporating the latest technology to help employees do their jobs either faster or with more connectivity, so something that's been ingrained in their company culture. Finally, I wanted to get the scoop on what my friends were hearing from their fellow millennial colleagues when it came to job security. Alex thinks that job security is one of the biggest components when it comes to distribution as a career. By officially being labeled as an essential business, his fellow employees realize that the critical importance of what they're doing, that they provide to their customers, and in return, what they provide to the general public. Martin is hiring in two different locations right now, and they're using that status as an official business as a selling point to those potential employees. From Rachel's friends and colleagues, the overall vibe is cautious optimism. Considering that the majority of her younger colleagues still have strong, diverse university connections, job security is not a large concern. And as far as being in limbo, you know, furloughed, part-time, shortened work week, the largest concern was the unknown, who was being impacted, how, when, why. But now that we have these questions answered, you know, Stanley Black & Decker has done a great job in creating internal support structure to help those during this difficult time. Curran thinks that the millennial generation is fortunate to have grown up during a time where technology made it easy to do everyday work functions from anywhere at any time, literally. Sometimes he'll pause after wrapping up a Skype meeting and think, here he is in a shuttle bus on the way to the rental car facility, and they've just had 30 people on a call from all across the country. When he was in Mexico on vacation, he was even still able to log in for a monthly update from the beach. (laughs) It's great. After talking to my friends, I wanted to get a different perspective on millennials and the work from home culture. So I reached out to Jeff Bigelow, president and CEO of Hubbard Supply, to see if his view mirrored those of Alex's, Rachel's, and Curran's. Jeff feels that these are interesting times, and in the sense that many, if not most of us, were thrust into this situation overnight. The millennials he's had the opportunity to work and speak with were mostly not prepared for the suddenness of this change along with the rest of us. Few of them were in an environment where they were 100% work from home. And if they were, this broader transition, given the pandemic, has not been a huge deal other than the additional isolation uh, as a result of shelter in place orders, you know, depending on which state you're in. 
Well, many are now work from home. They are now home with a new challenge, that being a significant other or family members who are new to work from home too, and trying to adapt, as well as kids that were expected to be homeschooled for the remainder of the school year. So that's a lot of change for everyone. Never in Jeff's career has 85% of his team been remote work from home, much less having that been the case virtually overnight. Adapting to this new environment has had to happen rather quickly. The guidance that he gave his team to consider as they were adapting was that while this was new to all of them, they'd work through it and learn together. They also created a policy to cover the basics to stay focused, which I found incredibly helpful. His first policy was to start your day consistently with your normal workday, which includes getting dressed for work. Second was to establish a workstation that's comfortable, consistent, includes a view of the outside if possible. Third was to understand that there will be distractions in your new environment. So don't be afraid to step away and deal with the distraction, whether it's kids, pets, other family members. His fourth policy, keep a schedule consistent with a workday, including taking time away from mental health breaks, lunch, step away for a walk, get some fresh air, get some coffee. It's all good. The fifth policy was to complete your work in the same amount of time as a normal workday. So if you can't because of other distractions that took you away from work and you have to catch up later in the day or evening, make sure you limit that amount of time to the work you truly need to spend on. Work from home can easily become an environment where the workday never stops and that's not expected or healthy. His final policy was to schedule time away from work like you would if you were at work. It's important to get away and focus on things you would typically enjoy outside of work. If you don't schedule that time, then the business will never allow for you to be away from it either. Don't let work from home be 100% of your day. When I asked about the virtual transition, Jeff said that virtual meetings are largely redefining the way that they're interacting with their suppliers and likely their customers as they come back to work. This is the area that's been the largest work in progress for them as a company. So learning to do a virtual sales call, including suppliers and end users, has become the norm for some time and will likely not go away long term. His millennial employees have adapted well at this point and are helping provide guidance and leadership on preparation and executing for this type of meeting. They've been in business long enough to experience many not-so-well-executed Zoom meetings and understand that they have to be as good at this as they are when they're in person. When it comes to job security, Jeff does not believe that millennials are at risk in their career because of being younger. He actually sees it as an advantage. Jeff says that this is a great time to showcase your ideas, your leadership, your personal willingness to be a part of the growth and future success of your company, and that you should not miss this opportunity. Businesses need to accomplish many things to grow through what they learned are their deficiencies, having been thrust into an act-fast situation. Leaders like himself are looking for team members to take initiative and demonstrate their ability and willingness to tackle opportunities within the business for both short and long-term success. To be able to trust that you can turn over a simple or significant project to a team member and know that they will get it done is, well, incredibly valuable to business leadership. Millennials are likely best equipped because of their level of experience to step up and be leaders and change agents that their companies will need to survive and excel in the future. While awful for so many reasons, this pandemic situation can actually be an incredible career opportunity for millennials. So what have we gathered here from all of this industry feedback? Well, 
There are a bunch of creative millennials adapting to their work from home status right now, and it might be worth asking how you can make their experience easier. It also might be worth asking their advice. From homemade offices to juggling kids and conference calls, they're making it work from home, and it really is working. Millennials, you heard it here. Now is the time to showcase your ideas and leadership and be a part of the change in future success for your company. Speaking of opportunities, I have got the perfect addition to your work from home schedule. It's the first ever Emerging Leaders Virtual Summit that's taking place on September 1st and 2nd. Come join us in an interactive two-day custom negotiation training course taught by Sean Doyle from Business Training Works. On day one, you'll learn the negotiation process, how to determine what is negotiable and determine outcomes. Then on day two, you'll practice negotiation tactics, look into how managers make decisions and hone your closing techniques to up your game. By the end of two days, you'll be certified in negotiation. Did I get you? Are you coming? If you're interested in joining us, check out isapartners.org to register. All right, friends, that's it for this episode. Make sure to subscribe to the Hypo podcast so that we can catch you on the next one. 